Blog Talk Radio. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to Book Journeys Radio. My name is Angela Loria. I am the creator of the Author Incubator and of the 10 Steps to Writing a Book that Makes a Difference, the Difference Process. And every week uh, on Book Journeys Radio, we talk to an author about their experience um, really transforming into an author, what the process of writing their book was like, what obstacles they had to overcome in order to get their book out in the world, and the power of sharing your message. And so this uh, this week, I am really excited to have with me author Chloe John Paul. She's the author of several books, but we're going to talk today about her latest book, Entering the Age of Elegance. Uh, you can check that out on EnteringTheAgeOfElegance.com, EnteringTheAgeOfElegance.com. Chloe, thank you so much for being with us. Thank you for having me. So, um, so let's start off. Tell us about the book. What's it about? Well, it's a travel guide for midlife and boomer women who are terrified of aging. And aging, unless you die prematurely, is something we're all going to experience. And so many women buy into what Hollywood uh, pharmaceutical companies, cosmetics companies, uh, and the media have to say about staying young. And, and they spend hours uh, and money and, and their, their self-esteem goes down the tubes buying into all of this stuff. And uh, I decided that after traveling worldwide and talking with women everywhere, uh, that I needed to write about this because I'm very comfortable with the aging process. And because I am a world traveler, all seven continents, by the way. Nice. Yeah. And uh, so I decided uh, to write it in the format like Frommer's Photos, Lonely Planet, uh, and uh, guide women uh, to face this inevitability in their lives and to do it with style and grace. And it fulfills my basic philosophy of life, which is find a need and fill it. And I Mm. think I've done that with all four of my books. Well, let's talk for a minute about your, um, so this is your fourth book. Well, what? actually, no. Actually, actually uh, it turned out to be my second book, and oh. it's a long story as to how everything else has turned out. Because I had a lot of stuff on the back burner, and really uh, had decided not to do much with any of it. But you, you can ask me what you want, and I'll respond. Uh, <laughs> so that you know, we can move along. Well, I guess my question was, um, for a lot of people, they think for a long time, I really want to write a book. I don't know if that's an experience you had, but they want to do it, they want to do it, but things get in the way. Somehow it doesn't get done. So I just wanted to ask, before you finished your first book, um, how, how did you do it? What what okay, do you think well, made the difference? I actually have been writing all my life. Even as a teenager, I wrote, and uh, uh, and then uh, into adulthood, I wrote, you know, articles uh, for newspapers and magazines. Nothing tremendously important or memorable. 
but that was that was basically it. You know, I turned my attention to my teaching career and also being a wife and mother, and and that was pretty much it. And uh, and then uh, um, I had to be a caregiver for my parents, and I had also uh, been a caregiver uh, for my grandparents before the the a term was even coined mm-hmm. uh but after having to take care of my parents and doing the hardest thing I've ever had to do in my life which was placing them in a long-term care facility on the same day um and then seeing what was going on there especially with other people visiting their loved ones uh not knowing how to visit uh, not knowing how to deal with staff and administrators and all the all the rest, and so I took a survey and I wanted to find out what people really were interested in knowing more about, and that's how that book came about. And uh, that book took me all over the United States doing presentations and workshops to family caregivers and also professional caregivers. Um, we're talking AARP, NIH, you know, I, I've been to those places. So, um, you know, uh, right now uh, the paperback edition is no longer in circulation. The um, Kindle is available for 99 cents. And I, I want to just say to your listeners, I have never been in this for fame and fortune, okay? Uh, Like I said, I want to work my philosophy of life, find a need and fill it. And that was a real need that people had. Mm. So I managed to do that. And I think I managed to do it with entering the age of elegance. Now, with the third book, I took a leave of absence from my teaching one year because it had been a a very taxing, trying year for me, and I was not feeling all that great. So I took a leave of absence, and I went back to Maine, where I had done the best teaching of my life, my, my entire career, and I spent the year there with a friend of mine. And while I was there, um, I wrote this novel, uh, called This Business of Children, but it's not kids' stuff. The title takes its name from what one of the characters says in the book. And uh, and then after I wrote it, I trashed it, okay? And my friend picked it up, and she said, you are not throwing this away. So I took it back, shelved it, went on to other things, practically forgot about it. And then about three and a half years ago, Everything that I was reading about or hearing about in the news regarding teachers hit me like a bombshell. And I said, oh, my God, all this stuff is in my book, including the upcoming 25th anniversary of the shuttle tragedy, uh, the Challenger tragedy. Uh, So uh, I thought, well, maybe I can do something with this. And the rest is history. You know, the book was published. It's been written into a screenplay by Don McNabb, a very well-known screenwriter. And there is a publisher, uh, uh, excuse me, a producer interested 
in it, uh, and he envisions it as a movie made for TV. So I don't know what will happen with that, and I'm certainly not losing any sleep over it. Mm -hmm. Um, It's a nice opportunity, though. If it happens, it happens, you know, but... um, uh, filmmaking is a very long, long process. So I might not even be around if and when it did get made, you know, because I'm aging. My next birthday will be my 77th. And um, I welcome it. I have probably done more things than most people dream about. And if anyone goes to my website and reads my bio, Everything that's on that bio has been accomplished since the age of 50. Wow, I love that. So um, so you can go to enteringtheageofelegance.com, or you can also check out Chloe John Paul, which is C-H-L-O-E-J-O-N-P-A-U-L.com. Correct. And, uh, you know, had I written more, it would have been too lengthy. People don't want to read lengthy biographies. <laughs> Yeah, uh, so let's talk about what some of the obstacles have been for you in getting your books done. What are some of the things that have stood in your way? Well, uh, first of all, I spent a lot of time and effort trying to find an agent, and that did not work out. And, And, of course, you know, the big publishing companies, they go after celebrities, et cetera, et cetera. And then I considered self-publishing and that's the route I took and I'm not regretting it because that is really what's going on today if you look at what's available uh, especially on Amazon much of it is from self-published authors and if you find uh, a publisher who is good and works with you um, you know with distributors etc etc um, you you can do pretty well, and uh, you know I I'm satisfied with what I've accomplished. Um, I, I will never be a best-selling author, I'm sure, but that's not important to me. The important thing is for me to hear from somebody who's read one of my books and says to me, "I really needed that. Thank you." And it has, you know, these... And what have some of the things been that have been hard about that process? Because I understand there's a lot that you're clear about that makes it easier, and they may be some of the things that might slow other people down. But what was hard for you? Um, nothing in particular. I guess, I guess the marketing end of it, and of course... Uh, you know, that that's difficult for just anybody. Uh, you have to spend a lot of time and effort uh, marketing the book, um, it, and, and you have to be well-organized. I fortunately happen to be a well-organized person, you know, with record-keeping and stuff like that, um, and, and, you know, just having everything at my fingertips as I need it. Uh, and you can make mistakes along the way, as I have done, but it's okay. You know, you have to give yourself permission to make mistakes and say, okay, that was a perfect opportunity for learning something new. What have I learned from this? And then take it from there. 
because there are bound to be mistakes along the way. And and so you mentioned that um, marketing is something you have been learning along the way. Um, what did you What did you think when you started writing your book would be the way it would get in people's hands? And then what has turned out to be the way people use? Well, the thing is, first of all, you have to know who your audience is. You have to identify your audience and know where they're at. And uh, with entering the age of elegance, this meant going to a lot of women's websites, uh, and especially for midlife and boomer women, and, and uh, you know, getting there online, joining a forum, finding out what people were talking about, that sort of thing, offering to write uh, posts for them. Uh, and I'm still doing that for the National Association of Baby Boomer Women. Wow. Uh, Ann Holmes has asked me to write a series of articles on spirituality which I've done, and as a matter of fact, I'm ready to send her uh, the next article uh, that I have ready for her. And, uh, you know, that, that that's time-consuming. Um, and and um, uh, I've done it, you know, with, with other websites. Um, uh, the, um, uh, I, I, right off the top of my head, I don't have all these website names in front no. of me. But so let's talk about this as a strategy rather than the specifics of your book. So, um, so you write the book, and and many authors. I don't know if this was your case. I was trying to get you to say this, but um, many authors think they're going to write their book and they're going to put it up on Amazon or wherever, and the right audience is going to magically find their book. It's no, the, if you build no. it, they will come strategy. And no, it so, doesn't work that way. <laughs> doesn't work that way. And so, in your case. Um, it sounds like one of the strategies that you have put in place is finding people that have an audience that you think would be interested in your book. Exactly. Even with uh, uh, what happens next for the caregiver community, uh, you know, I contacted so many uh, different organizations, uh, you know, that deal with uh, caregivers, and uh, I, you know, uh, did a lot of um, uh, work with them via email, telephone calls, etc. And this is where I got my invitations, you know, to come out and and um, do a presentation or a workshop and sell books. And um, and then. Um, and what do you ask them? How if if I um, am writing a book, let's say that's about you know. Um, uh, your book is about uh, aging gracefully. I've got a book about aging gracefully. How do I pick who to reach out to, and what do I say when I reach out to them? Well, I think it's wise to write something down that you would want to say in conversation, the points that you would want to make. You know, what are what are what are you emphasizing? You know, what is it that you want them to know? And then, of course, finding who the key person is in that particular organization or group. And and uh, if uh, you know if you call and 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 you're you haven't uh, made contact, you call back. If you can email, you email. If they haven't answered your email, then you call to say, did you get my email or did it wind up in your spam folder? You know that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. But it's it you know it. 
like I said, it's very time-consuming. You have to control the amount of time that you spend on these things because I personally don't want to be so wrapped up in all of this that I don't have time for anything else. You Mm -hmm. would be amazed at all the other things that I'm involved with besides my writing. Now, for So example, how do you decide how much time to dedicate to those sorts of, um, what would you call that, networking? Or? Well, uh, it, it's up to the individual in terms of, you know, what, what your schedule is like. Like I said, I have other things in my life that are meaningful to me that I uh, make time for. And uh, I figure, you know, that uh, when you're in the heavy-duty writing process or the marketing process, uh, (coughs) excuse me, (coughs) you may have to spend four to five hours a day, you know, religiously uh, and maybe take a short break here or there. Mm -hmm. Uh, But it does does, uh, require your time and effort. Now, for example, with my children's book, because it has an Italian tone to it, because uh, it, the the title of the book is The Girl Who Did Not Like Her Name. Mm-hmm. And her name is Alessandra Teresa Petrucci. And she hates her name. She says, my name is as long as the alphabet. And she does everything imaginable to get it changed or shortened until she goes to visit her grandmother and she learns the story behind her name about her great-great-grandmother who came to this country as an Italian immigrant and without knowing how to read or write was able to accomplish so many good things. And that changes everything for the little girl. Now, there are a lot of kids out there that don't like their names. You know, they have crazy names. But anyway, because there's an Italian flavor to the book, uh, I contacted the Sons of Italy, the Hmm. National Association of Italian Americans, and um, that's where, you know, I... So, Chloe, I just want to stop you because this is such a brilliant lesson for people that are listening. So... You have found what a creative way to find a community for your book. And so many people tell me, um, I work with a lot of people that are writing books on self-esteem or self-love and different topics that they say, well, this book is really for anyone. This book would help anyone. And obviously a book about a little girl who doesn't like her name would be for anyone. I mean, anyone with a kid, you know, could enjoy that book. It doesn't matter if you're a boy or a girl or Italian or, you know, Hispanic or whatever. It doesn't matter. But marketing to everyone, unless you have some, you know, magical budget, marketing to everyone is really expensive and just hard to do. Yeah, It's just hard to do. So I love the way you've gotten so creative there and focused down. And anyone with any book, it's fiction, it's nonfiction, you can find a community to market your book to. They have to be findable. I was just working with somebody who said, my market is full in transition. Anybody in transition? Mm-hmm. How do you find those people? I don't well, know where this, those people are. Yeah, this is what in I just general. was saying. And then with the novel, uh, you know, I contacted uh, all the major teachers' unions across the United States, got wonderful reviews, you know, from uh, – heads of these organizations and um, 
Uh, and again, you know, uh, even though it's a novel, what's in the book about teachers, I wanted to celebrate good teachers everywhere because in the news we hear so so much garbage, you know, about teachers who have done nasty things, and they are out there. But there are so many good teachers out there. And so I wanted the world to know. And interestingly enough, I don't know if we have time for this, but since the um, uh, the, uh, Challenger tragedy is in the book, uh, when the screenwriter was writing the screenplay, he contacted me and he said, I'd like to develop this part a little bit more. And, of course, movie scripts never follow the book word for word. I said, well, show me what you want to do, and if I approve, that'll be okay. So after he sent it to me, uh, I did approve, and I said to him, well, we're going to have to contact the Challenger Center uh, to get their approval because this is a historic thing, and they need to you know, they need to know what's going on. And, of course, the Challenger Center was set up by the families of the astronauts who died. So I called and, you know, gave the nature of my call to the person who answered the phone, and she said, well, someone will be in contact with you as soon as possible. Well, guess who wound up calling me? Commander Scobie's widow. (laughs) Wow. Okay, that's amazing. And we had a wonderful conversation. And this, for, for people who don't know, Commander Scobie was the commander of the Challenger. Correct. Um, so, and wow. It, yeah, so we had, you know, a wonderful conversation on the phone, emailed each other back and forth. She read the novel, loved it, read the manuscript, loved it. And then she contacted me and she said, I'm, I'm going to be in the Washington, D.C. area. Can we meet? So we met in Pentagon City, uh, you know, for afternoon tea. And did when I was writing this, did I ever think that someday, you know, I would be sitting with the widow of Commander Scobie? Uh, you know, so it's such incredible. a great tip. Events that you reference in your book, mm-hmm. uh, people that you reference in your book, being being bold and making that connection. For a lot of people, they might have felt intimidated um, to call the the Challenger Center. Was well, that something like that was I said, hard for you? You do, you do what you have to do, you know. And uh, the other thing I, I want to tell your listeners, first of all, uh, I, I believe in spirituality. Uh, I lead a very spiritual life. My day begins spiritually. And uh, in, in my book, Entering the Age of Elegance, I talk about a wise Indian guru who once said that man is a house with four rooms, the physical, the spiritual, the mental, and the emotional. And the problem is that he tends to spend most of his time in only one of those rooms each day, whereas he should be visiting all four each day. Mm. And I do visit all four each day. And it makes all the difference in the world. And I will end on a note uh, and share my COPD plan of action with your listeners. Sure. It has nothing to do with bad breathing. Okay, Okay, good. I was a little worried. I'm like, is this a new book? (laughs) Okay. My COPD plan of action is simply this. Consistency, optimism, perseverance, and determination. And that works for me. Hmm. That's wonderful. 
So um, I guess this would probably go under perseverance, but um, you've reached out to a lot of people and made a lot of connections to promote your um, to promote your books. What? How do you deal with the no's when you how? hear no? How do you deal with hearing no? I'm sorry, the hearing now? No, hearing the word no. Oh, hearing the word. I'm sorry. I just, <laughs> uh, hearing the well, we have to be prepared for that. Okay, not everybody is going to agree with you. I can tell you that even with my own immediate family, they have no interest in anything I've done with my writing. I don't tell them anything, okay? I don't share anything with them anymore. And uh, it, it was a decision that I had to make. And yes, you will hear no from different people from time to time. And you just simply say to yourself, well, okay, this was a no. Uh, hopefully the next one will be a yes. Mm. And, you know, that, that's, that's fine. Uh, uh, we, we have to be able to deal with adversity in our lives. And uh, uh, I've had plenty in my life. Um, if, uh, you know, anybody chose to go to the website, uh, I have a message you know, to the reader in terms of where I was at some point in my life. Okay, mm. you're talking to a woman who in her early 40s was in a locked psychiatric ward under suicide watch. Yeah. Are you ready for that? Well. And people have said to me, ooh, you're going to share this with the world? I said, yes, because if I can say that and it helps somebody to say, well, she made it, so can I, all right, then I've done my job. I have mm -hmm. no problem with that. Okay, so I know what adversity is like. I know what tragedy is like. I know what major setbacks are like. But you keep trucking. And um, like I said, I feel, I feel very satisfied and grateful uh, for all the things that I've experienced in my life, even the hard times, because they have made me into the strong person I am today. Yeah. So what advice would you give to somebody who wants to get a book done, but they haven't been able to um, cross the finish line? They, they, something is getting in their way, something's stopping them. What do you say to people who, well, I'm sure people have asked you that. Again, you know, if it's something that you really want to do, then you have to make a plan of action. You write down your plan of action and you say, I will get this done by such and such a date. I will get this done by such and such a date. You, you plan out a schedule, you know, of several months uh, as to what you can accomplish. And again, you have to be consistent. You can't say, well, I'll do it today and then forget about it for the next couple of days. Uh, you have to. So that, that's my advice. Mm. Yes. Um, so this has been terrific. It's been very insightful. Um, and so I would encourage everybody to check out Chloe John Paul. It's C-H-L-O-E, and the last name is John Paul, J-O-N-P-A-U-L. Incidentally, my, um, my mother's uh, original maiden name was Giovanni Paolo. 
They mm-hmm. came over from Italy, and that was it. And it got shortened to Giovanni. But I, I am a John Paul, too, in my own way. <laughs> um, but so Chloe John Paul, she's the author of Entering the Age of Elegance. Um, but I also encourage you to go to her webpage um, to, to look for ideas for how you can get your message out into the world. Um, because really, as authors with a message, with authors who want to change the world with their words, we need to learn from each other. And um, I think some of the things you've done here to get the word out about your books, about all your books, um, is just really creative and, and persistent. It follows your COPD plan. And I really appreciate you sharing that with our listeners. So thanks for being here today. Thank you for having So we'll be back uh, next week here at Book Journeys Radio talking about another author and their experience writing their book. If you want to get your book done, make sure that you check out 13 Weeks to Published. That's 13weeksto.published with a D.com. And find out about our next program in the Author Incubator. We'll be back next week, changing the world one book at a time. Yesterday, my